Hey guys, welcome to Beyond the Paychecks, the podcast that explores different careers so you can find your dream job. I'm Ashley, your co-host, and today we'll be meeting your host, Peter. We plan on talking about how we got started on this podcast venture together and diving in deep to our careers as UX designers. So whether you're a seasoned professional wanting to get into the field or just curious, you're in for a treat. Get ready to be inspired, informed, and entertained as we embark on today's episode of Beyond the Paychecks. Hey guys. Hello. So Ashley, <laughs> I like to start out with asking everybody an icebreaker. Okay. What is the most embarrassing thing? You'd done on a date, or maybe out when you went when you went out. Um, yeah, cause I don't like. <laughs> All right, next, I feel let's like try you... something else. I have a lot of <laughs> embarrassing stories. <laughs> you could just share whatever you want, or let me try something else then. Okay. Let's say you had a magic wand. I, I <sighs> ask a lot of these questions, and you can do whatever you want to help your life forever you could do anything maybe just except for money what what would that be do anything yeah if i had a magic wand i could do anything as like a career just anything in life well i mean i would get rid of all my debt (laughs) (laughs) and i would travel the world and oh, I yeah. would make money without working a full-time job. <laughs> oh, you said that money. Yeah. I mean, well. it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let me... Oh, this would be a good one. First impressions. We should share our first impressions of each other and how we met. Um, I honestly don't even remember, but... You... <laughs> But like I think I was like talking to you to another friend, and I was, uh, and you were like very confused and what you wanted to do, and you asked you asked me, it's like, hey, you're you do what do you do? And I was like, I do UX, and you did not know what the heck that was, and I kind of explained that to you. That's what I remember. Is that how we became friends? <laughs> Honestly, I don't <laughs> even remember. <laughs> I thought we were friends before that happened. <laughs> <laughs> or. Yeah, like we were, we were both working at the same company, but yeah. And then there was like a bunch of parties, and then we just met each other there. Yeah. In our twenties, like eight years ago at this point. Yeah, it actually it's been a while. So. And now here we are. I don't know exactly how. Yeah, I don't know either. Okay, so let's get started quick on how this podcast gets started i guess our origin story so peter is the one who had the idea um and he came to visit me in colorado not too long ago and i don't really know how it happened he just told me about this idea and all of a sudden i'm here but peter where did the idea come from so before this i was helping a lot of people kind of getting a job in product design and UX. And we'll talk a little bit more about what that is, but kind of the overview is I was helping a lot of people get into UX. And then um, I'm helping my girlfriend, her her friends try to get into UX. And then really the 
I asked them like, what is the big problem really? Um, I realized that it wasn't trying to get help them to get into UX. It was to help them understand the many different options of career options there are. Um, it wasn't just or just something that's fulfilling for them. And UX might solve some people's problem, but it won't solve everybody's. And this was just the idea that I had to solve that problem. Be like, oh, we all had at one point in our lives were like, what, what should I do with my life? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. Like whether whether you're in high school, in college, hopefully in college you don't have that because <laughs> you're paying for it. <laughs> well, I did not have that. It was until I dropped out of medical school and yeah. was like, what do I want to do with my life? Because it's not yeah. this. <laughs> and then maybe also your parents force you to do like a major and you hate it and realize that you want to do like a career switch, but you don't know how to get there or how to start or maybe even be motivated. So that's kind of the big problem I wanted to solve. Also, additionally, like our counselors, um, they have so much going on. Like school counselors, they're not, their job is not just to help you find a career. It was more like just wanted to help you find to help you go to school, which not every job needs to go to school. Yeah. And going to school, try to figure out what you want to do in school is the most expensive way to do that. Yeah, because then you're stuck paying student loans for a degree you're not using and are thoroughly disappointed when they are not forgiven. And you, Ashley, you personally experienced this. Am I correct? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so we're hoping just to like bridge that gap for people, even for people who are changing careers later in life. So that way they know all the options and it can be overwhelming, especially coming mm -hmm. from like being in that position. It's overwhelming trying to figure out. And every day I hear people say like, I just had no idea what all the options were. I just fell into this job. So yeah, yeah. it's very Sweet. stressful too. Yeah, you're telling me have a whole identity crisis yeah <laughs> all right sweet so uh, let's get into our job titles and years of experience um so my job title is product designer or in other words it could it also can be ux designer or ux ui designer or are you considered a senior designer product experience yeah, um, some company that can be senior, but the senior title, it really depends on the company to company. Some companies want a senior role is much more like 15 years of experience or it's not really experience how good you are at the job, but it's much harder to get. But if you're at a smaller company, you could get that senior title, but that doesn't mean you're senior to a bigger company. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. it, it's really the titles are just there for recruiters <laughs> <You're> like... <laughs> yeah sweet oh. well i am also a product designer um and i have about four-ish years of experience and i think peter has around nine to ten yeah a little bit under a decade yeah Damn it. you old <laughs> um so how would we define what UX design, product design is? How would you describe it? 
I mean, I would no. describe it pretty easily for me. It's, describe it. They hire me. Companies hire me. Usually, software companies hire me to make things, make their software easier to use for their customers. So, so for example, have you ever used like a government website? And it's like, oh my god, this is impossible to use. Nothing works. It takes forever. They hire me, and then to help the customers be like, oh, this is so easy. I'm finished. I'm done. Like that. So <laughs> Yeah. So essentially, like, if you think of an, a social media app like Spotify or Instagram, what our job roles do is design the app to make, like, the most efficient flow for you guys. Um, and then we pass it off to the engineers who bring it to life. Mm-hmm. Efficient so. flow and make it easy to use. Sometimes it's not always efficient. Maybe you want to yeah. block things off, but. I think we specialize in enterprise software. Like we don't, we don't really do consumer. Consumer yeah. meaning like Facebook, Spotify, yeah. Amazon.com. We do what enterprise software, such as like an example, would be DocuSign. That's why we yeah. used to work. Yeah. B two B. Sweet. Um, what does our day to day look like? Um, day to day, it varies, but generally, um, we got, we have a, we, I'm given a problem to solve. So for example, let's say when I say problem and customer problems, um, let's say the customer, it takes too long for the customers to figure out how to sign up. (laughs) (laughs) And my job is to make that easier somehow. And there's many ideas to solve that problem. Um, number one idea could be maybe do autofill. <laughs> Another idea could be maybe they log in with their phone number because they remember their phone number better. Um, another could be maybe they they sign in sign in. Maybe we add a button that says sign in with Gmail or Facebook or whatever. So I figure out all these problem. Oh, figure. I, I'm given a problem and trying to figure out many different solutions design solutions to help that solve that problem yeah so like i think to get into the nitty-gritty if we are given this hey here's a piece of feedback or here's an issue that's been brought to our attention i work for a more of a multifaceted software company whereas i'm designing for multiple users and have to keep them keep them in mind when I'm designing, but there is generally a process that we follow. Um, It's called the design thinking process where that's how we start our projects and sort of follow it through to the end. Mm -hmm. Um, But every day looks different for me. I mean, I typically start work about nine. There's a bunch of meetings that happen. Um, I work on a specific team within my company. So I'm on those team meetings. I'm on the design team meetings, um, and it really just depends. Like I'm currently working on a project that requires a lot of research and discovery right now. So I'm doing a lot of user interviews. Um, and then once that's done, I'll be analyzing that data. Um, and then there are days I play in Figma and get to design things, but then there are other days that that doesn't happen. So I say the day-to-day is pretty fluid, but you're always doing stuff within the scope of mm-hmm. that design process. Yeah, really. I, I keep it in three steps. 
what is a human problem I'm trying to solve? Is it worth solving? Because not every problem is worth solving, to be honest with you. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then lastly, if you do, once you do like design something in Figma or whatever, or once you release it, or put or before you go into engineers potentially, does your solution actually solve the problem? Like, does it actually do anything, <laughs> or does it just waste the whole time? Not yeah. doing anything. <laughs> There's a lot of research and testing. Um that happens with it so i guess i should also note that i work remotely um so i work yeah. from home so I, it's really nice not having to commute but some people do love going into an office mm-hmm. um yeah so what are our favorite things and least favorite things about our jobs uh honestly the favorite thing is that we work with really smart people i think that's my favorite thing is product managers that I work with or the software engineers who code our designs or we work together they're all super smart so it's really it's really fun and exciting to work with super fun people and solve something that millions potentially millions of people will use um so yeah that's my favorite part well my favorite thing about being a designer is problem solving uh i really love the challenges given or like the problems given and trying to find a way to solve those or if it's worth solving um and my least favorite thing hmm well I mean, I guess I would say, like, a lot of meetings, my schedule can be pretty meeting-heavy. Um, and there are some times where I don't get to design anything because things are so research-heavy. So sometimes I don't like when it leans more one way than the other. So, mm-hmm. yeah. What do you mean by lean one way the other? Like, sometimes things are really research-heavy. So I'm doing a lot of research and setting up research, like, a projects and like oh, outlines and stuff like that and then other times it's strictly design heavy and like mm-hmm. usability testing and all that fun stuff um and talking yeah, to people's like... exhausting so oh you like <laughs> Just having the nice... yeah like having the nice balance but really i like everything <laughs> <laughs> well my least favorite is really dependent on the company um they're at a bigger company you, there is less potentially less impact on the i mean there is more impact for the user because the company is bigger and you have more users but like overall strategy you're executing on that their strategy versus like a smaller company you have so much impact on the execution and the the whole the whole roadmap even <laughs> so and it's and you're just dealing with a lot of people in general. This is not specifically to design itself, but it just if you if you work with I I said I work with really smart people, but potentially you could have not work with really smart people. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so so I mean I actually been asking this question to a lot of people I interview, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or not right. This is the first episode, but. Well, you've been interviewing I mean, people, so yeah, yeah, I've been, yeah, I've yeah, been yeah. everybody, and I asked this question. They're like, 
what do you like the least? Like, and I, I would thought it was all about their actual job, like the day-to-day activities. But 90, like nine out of 10 people said it's the people. Yeah. <laughs> it's other people causes more problems. So. <laughs> I mean, it's true. And you're dealing with so many different personalities and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I worked at a company prior to the one I'm currently at and it was very much like the CEO. It was a small startup of like nine people and the CEO was very involved um, or like the founder was very involved in all of the decisions. And eventually it just came out to be that he really just wanted a design monkey to just design what he wanted. So I couldn't really actually be a true UX designer. So that sucked. Had I been able to go through the design process from start to finish and actually practice those skills it would have been a different story but yeah Yeah. sometimes you run into that yeah you could have micromanage managers like that which it wasn't even micromanage it was i want you to design this yeah exactly it was like i want you to design this and you're gonna design this like they they had the wireframes and you're just doing like the ui he would do Excel. He would make the f- stuff in Excel, and then I would have to design it and prototype it in Figma. Um, and every now and then, I would try and come up with an alternative that was probably a better solution. And he was just like, yeah. "No." He made he well, he made the designs in Excel. Yes, and he just made you just copy the designs. Well, yeah, because he was just using like ugly shapes and colors just to get his ideas out. I see. Then why didn't why didn't he just hire like a like the UI designer. <laughs> They're cheap. <laughs> <laughs> or you could just hire yeah. someone overseas. I'm sure overseas for cheaper, but Yeah. Like... Yeah. Um so the compensation range for this job from starting to current. Um so when I started, I was making about 60k. Um That was it. What, what year was that? 20 21 but i was doing a bunch of freelance before that um so that was my first like salary job and then i gradually inclined to around 100k um when i first started 2013 14 i don't i don't really remember but I think I was making 20 bucks an hour, so which was like 40k a year. <laughs> but, but I didn't I didn't go into it for the money. Um I just enjoyed doing it. That was cool cuz iPhones came out 2007 and this was 2000 like 4 or 5 years later. That I just wanted to build and design an app. But go back to your question. Not like just give it a range is you're probably taking home bigger company pay more, smaller company pay a little bit less. Um, compensation range a lot, but generally, if you live, also depending where you live. But let's say you live in Austin, and your first starting salary is probably going to be range anywhere between seventy five k or maybe even seventy k to hundred k. That's your starting, and then if you have about ten years of experience, you're you're looking at you're looking around 130k up to 250k, 200 a little bit on 230 maybe. Yeah, That's the range. so there's a lot of money to be made, but 
it's pretty i'd say being a designer is difficult for people who are only in it for the money um i feel like you really have to be passionate about this profession yeah if i wanted the money i might just be a software engineer yeah (laughs) (laughs) just to code um so let's rewind and go back to the beginning how did we first get interested in ux design and how did we learn about it and why did we decide this was the path we were going to follow um i guess i can go first you can go first (laughs) Go ahead. So Peter and I used to work together and we were working at this company. I was on the support team and he was the designer there. And the company released a new version of the software and it was a dumpster fire. <laughs> it was really bad. So it got me to thinking on how they made these decisions. Um, yeah, I was just really trying to learn why. And that's when I learned what Peter does. And he showed me what product design is. And yeah, I decided that was it. I really enjoyed that process. I really love problem solving. It was just a different way of thinking. And I felt like it was a career that just really spoke to my soul. Is it what about you, really? Pete? Yeah, I, love, I always tell people that like, oh, yeah. I love my job profession. Yeah, that's, that's really good. I mean, a lot of people can't say that, yeah. to be honest. I mean. I would like to say maybe ninety percent of the of the people who have their job <laughs> they they don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> but but um I mean for other things, like some people do it for the money only and that probably sucks. Yeah. Just... I hate people like when people who try and do it for the money, it's just so obvious. And it's not cool. It's probably it's probably impact their mental health as well. It's probably it's, yeah. Um Yeah. You're spending forty hours, fifty hours a week. Yeah, <laughs> probably more just like thinking about it. Yeah. Anyway, um, for me, initially, this was um, I wanted to do product design because I wanted to build cool apps when App Store came out. I didn't really think of it. I was like, oh, let me solve a problem. I just like had an idea. I wanted to build it. That was mostly it. And then <laughs> and I, just, I just thought it was just really fun to do. And I didn't really think of anything else like that. It will evolve into some kind of bigger career like this. Because my first job, I think I said it before, I was getting paid like 15 to $20 an hour in 2014, 13. Yeah. Which is, which is like, I could barely afford rent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I still did it because it was fun. Um, it was a then, starting point. Yeah. Then it kind of grew from there. Um, the UX industry grew a lot. A lot of companies started hiring designers. Uh, they got, a lot of companies got serious in designing, making yeah. things a lot more easier. And kind of... yeah, people started taking into consideration, mm-hmm. um, just like that a good experience on a website or app is needed. Yeah, you can't just have it functional unless I guess. It's an industry that doesn't have anything. Maybe they're using paper and pencil. But if it's you're designing a consumer application and trying to compete with Google and Apple and Facebook, you can't just be terrible in design. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it can be a confusing product. So, Peter, how did you learn about design, though? Learn about design? Mm-hmm. I learned about design when I was trying to build the app 
and it was like and i was reading articles online at the time um i was learning how to code and i did like I learning how to design apps or coding yeah. apps. But I didn't actually like coding itself. I just like building the how it looked and the functionality and learning about customer problems. Hmm. So I, that's when I knew I was like, oh, let me just focus on just the product design itself. Hmm. I don't know if I ever need to do coding. Maybe I can't find jobs in design. I'll just learn coding <laughs> later. <laughs> <laughs> a backup option. Yeah, coding so. is not a very easy thing. It does not come very naturally to me there's either. a reason it had paid one of the highest paying professions um yeah <laughs> so <laughs> so that's well, it well those are our life stories um as for educational or other requirements to get into this position um so there really are none like peter is a self-taught designer um you don't need a college degree though companies do like if you have a bachelor's they generally uh, like it yeah, but it's not required. Mm-hmm. Definitely not. Um, but there are free resources. Like Peter's self-taught. There's a lot of free things on uh, YouTube. Google has a free Coursera course. Um, and then there are boot camps you can pay for. So there's like Flatiron, Career Foundry, General Assembly. I went to Flatiron. And at the time, I know that they did like an income driven program so you didn't have to pay until you got a job afterwards um and then yeah i do know like recently there are some like college degrees that you can have for that like human computer interaction the masters it's like a one year program that's a good transition um but aside from that really all you need is a portfolio and to understand the design process <laughs> mm-hmm. and your portfolio well, needs to demonstrate that yeah the portfolio is like all your work that you've done or basically yeah. design work to prove that you can actually do the job um and then there's also addition to if you are doing self-taught or like doing these boot camps a lot of the times you are the portfolio you need to work on it quite a bit it's not like you do the boot camps and they're like handhold you the whole process and they just create the portfolio for you you have to do you have to put in the work is what i'm saying yeah like it's pretty much a class it's a course that's not like a university course mm-hmm. so yeah i mean no matter what you have to do you have to um what you call it put in the work and just demonstrate that you have these skills and a big thing with that in the interviewing process is um like it's a sometimes like a three four step process interviewing so you'll have a phone interview a typical like introductory interview then you'll have an interview where you showcase your portfolio or a case study from your portfolio demonstrating you're walking through the steps and demonstrating you know how to solve these problems and you know how to get through the steps and do the research and analyze and synthesize that data to make the solution um and all that fun stuff so it is a lot of work even just to get the job (laughs) i forgot i was gonna say something else i totally forgot (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah i was gonna say there's this free resource for other men if you want to find a mentor 
really ADP like the word list. mentor. Yeah, there's this website called ADP list. If you want to have someone like review your portfolio for free, it's 100% free. Mm-hmm. And if you want, and you can find mentor, design mentors and be like, hey, can you set up a time? Can you look at my portfolio? Can you give me feedback? But before, but if you can't, you shouldn't just reach out to them if you, when you have nothing, like you just don't have anything prepared. You need to have something prepared and be really specific about what you're going to be asking. Don't be like, how do I get a job? That's a yeah. terrible question. Like, yeah. <laughs> Go in with like, yeah, specific things. Like if you think you're going to need a more hands-on experience creating a portfolio, then honestly sign up for a boot camp because yeah. they're there to provide you that. Um, they're not going to be there to do your designs for you. Yeah. Like the ADP list. They're, they're not, they're just going to give you, you're just talking most of the time. They're not going to like handhold you, walk you through Figma and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is just like mentorship. It's like, hey, you're going for like, men- uh, yeah, mentorship. Like, how do I get a job? What are things I should look for? They'll review your finished portfolio and give you like critique feedback on that. But yeah, they're not going to teach you anything. So it's a good resource for just like feedback, um, like networking in a sense, but everything else really like getting set up and started is should be a boot camp. Mm-hmm. And then um, one additional oh. note for the portfolio is that I did hire designers in the past and um, I might have to hire designers in my current role potentially. Mm-hmm. And what I'm looking for isn't the solution itself. I'm looking for how you got to the solution, the whole, yeah, from the start to finish. I don't care about the solution, really. <laughs> it's how you got to the solution and how you communicate it. Like, you need to be able yeah. to present it. Because poor mm-hmm. presentation skills, you, it's a huge part of design. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I feel like we just rambled, so hopefully that one's okay. The dog's barking really threw me off. (laughs) Um, Okay. What are some misconceptions we had about the job before starting? And what are some that you find people currently have? Mm, Um, Someone, I can go. So someone who doesn't know the tech industry, like I just talked to, I live in a city where there's basically almost no tech talent or close Mm -hmm. close to none compared to like San Francisco. Or like bigger cities, um, people think I code everything. <laughs> I like yeah. I'm a web designer. I like design. I mean, technically, somewhat is, but they think I code everything. I like actually code the apps, but that's that's farther from the truth. I like I help people get design uh, developer code better, or like I design the actual screens, and then the developer actually codes it. For example, like an architect or like a um someone who's designing the house they give you like they give the contractors like a blueprints like kind of like that i don't actually physically go and build a house right (laughs) that's yeah that's kind of good analogy i guess we do all the like brains behind it and deciding why buttons go certain places and then the engineers just bring it to life and then i talk to the engineers to see like oh is this actually possible in the amount Mm -hmm. of time we got and then uh, and then also talk to the product team be like hey will this generate revenue like what is some what are we trying to do here yeah i mean so within the position there is a lot of like collaboration you often work with engineers closely a product manager to 
see what's feasible and what's not feasible, but good communication skills are needed. Mm-hmm. But every the nitty gritty of what you're talking about comes to the job. Um, so I didn't have any misconceptions about the job when before I started because I had no idea what design was. But some that I find now are that people just think that we just like doodle and draw all day. <laughs> I, could. Um, I could do that. I could, yeah. But I don't. It's a lot more research heavy. If you're a UI designer, maybe. Um, well, at least my own position. It like fluctuates, but yeah. So yeah, those are my misconceptions. And what our work-life balance is like. Honestly, I have a really good work-life balance. Um, it's pretty good. The company I work for really advocates for a good work-life balance. So it is like nine to five. I close my laptop and don't think about it. But there are days that, you know, I have to put in more hours than others. And sometimes if I'm really behind on a certain like for a certain week, I'll hop up on a Saturday or hop on on a Saturday and Sunday and just get caught up. But it's never required. Um, yeah, so every company is different though, especially with their PTO policies. I think my mm-hmm. PTO policy definitely makes it, uh, a really balanced work-life situation. That's good. Yeah. I think bigger companies, you probably would have more if you're in a smaller company startup, like if they're just building their initial app or like website they're building, you definitely won't have work-life balance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but if you're look, but it depends on the company size, but, um, there was one company that made me almost basically decided that we got to build this whole thing and whole thing in n number of days. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's not about that. <laughs> Did not pay me. Yeah. <laughs> and I worked for a company really that was like, yeah, I worked for a startup and the work-life balance was very different. Um. It was a bit too much. Yeah. Also, they like they didn't give me that much shares Money. in the company. Oh. <laughs> I was like, you're just giving me cash and you make me do all this owner as like almost like almost like an owner or founder, yeah. but you're not giving me founder shares. So I was like, what's the point? My mother. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I had bye bye. Basically. See ya. Um. Yeah, so I feel like overall, pretty good work-life balance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what does the... I need to stop saying... Um. <laughs> That's my, that was my problem. Yeah. What does the future look like for our position, and what are the next steps to grow from here? Um, there it goes again. So I am... So typically when you get started, you're considered a junior product designer, entry-level... And from there, you work up to a mid-level product designer, which I guess I would say I'm at now. And then you have a senior product designer. And from there, you really can just like go and master everything UX or branch off to design system focus or UX research or content focus. Or you can go the route of being a design team lead, which is more managerial. And so for me, my next step would be a senior designer. Yeah. I would say it also depends on the size of the company. Too. Yeah. Like some companies say, oh, you need 
n number of years to be a senior or experience yeah every company is different in how they classify them mm -hmm. but if you're really good you could be a senior after like a year of experience potentially um oh God. generally unlikely yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> like there's no way <laughs> yeah you could I'll, you're like maybe you're a picasso of design yeah. UX design. <laughs> <laughs> So but Peter, what does the future look like for your position? Is Van Gogh uh, canceled? Yeah. No, I said, is that how you pronounce his name? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, anyway. Uh, yeah, future. Uh. <laughs> um, future, I would say it's pretty good. I know there's this emergence of AI and everything, but a lot of software, you still need the front-facing consumer side. And mm -hmm. especially in the enterprise side, enterprise B2B software, where I'm at right now, the app looked a lot of the software looked like it was designed in 1991. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot of opportunities there. Um, but if you're trying to design the next sexy like consumer app, it's much harder. I feel like maybe less potentially, but um, but yeah, it's I don't know. I'm also biased. <laughs> <laughs> Work. I work in enterprise software. Yeah. Um, and then just AI. With AI, it's just a tool. So you still need someone to build the AI itself, like AI software itself. And yeah, you need you need people using the software. So and you you need to make you need to make that easy to use. Mm -hmm. um, AI is a so. pretty good like assist to it. It definitely can help you with your processes and all that fun stuff and design, but I don't think it would ever replace it. Um, the cool thing about UX is there's a bunch of conferences you can go to and our design software, um, Figma is a big popular one, hosts a conference and they talked about AI and what the future of UX looks like and they expressed very little concern for it and more in a sense that we should welcome it as like a helping hand. Mm-hmm. I think it's but, good. I like to say our this this podcast name we use ChatGPT. <laughs> You're not supposed to tell anyone that. It's <laughs> fine. It's fine. We used it. Oh yeah, I know. And we have it. And and it's, it's um, copyrighted. Trademark. Trademark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you guys use ChatGPT, you better trademark your stuff. Can't steal this name. <laughs> yeah, we use um, the when I first talked to you about this project, and I was like, "You're like, what is the name of it?" And then I was like, "What do you do for a living?" Yeah, like, this is way too long. <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. But and now here we are. But Peter, I would say right now is a senior designer. Um, kind so of, his, yeah. Yeah, that's Depends what he would be. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, and we just talked about what was happening in the industry and anything people should consider before diving into the career in, or industry. I mean, I think if there's anything to consider, uh, if there's one thing we haven't touched on, like there are a lot of softwares that you use. Like you do use a wireframing software called Figma. You can prototype in there, but there's other prototyping softwares you can use. You're often using um, like a project management software, things like Jira and also collaboration like websites like Miro so there's a lot of tools that you use in your day-to-day -to, -day mm -hmm. to be in this position 
Um, So it is something I would just say like to note that on top of just knowledge of the design process itself, there is a lot of learning curves with the like softwares you use. And it's not like bad learning curves, but it is when you first get into it, it's overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Not overwhelming, but maybe a bit intimidating. I thought it was overwhelming. I thought it was just intimidating. Like I would go in there and be like, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to learn how to use this. Yeah, sometimes when I first joined my uh, a start, or like a company, software company, and like mm-hmm. software engineers talked about, started talking, I didn't understand a single word they said. Yeah, I mean, t- yeah, especially with all the so, so the collaboration with the engineers, yeah, and the jargon, I still struggle with that sometimes. Um, and that's where ChatGPT comes into play. It can simplify mm-hmm. things for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, um, yeah. For me, anything any people should be aware of, I'll just like to say there's... A- ton of entry-level ux designers yeah it's definitely oversaturated Mm -hmm. so you have to differentiate yourself by your pro the greatness of your portfolio or like and a lot of people a lot of one i was talking to this one person and um he's like oh i can't do a project because i've never worked that's like totally false because you could do a project there's a lot of problems to solve and you can just take that as a project side project yeah, um, you don't have you don't have to be working for a company to do a project, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, it really is a big all about standing out. The market is really oversaturated right now, as or of junior level at least. Yeah, um, but still, even the more senior level positions can be a bit competitive. Um, yeah. So I think right now, my f- there was one job application. Or on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. like a role, and those literally a thousand applicants. Yeah, <laughs> LinkedIn sometimes will tell you uh, how many people apply, so that's always something to just yeah. keep in mind. Yeah, it's not easy. It's there's a reason it does pay like well, like for what it does pay good salary. Um, so that brings a lot of competitive people in. But again, like. You have to differentiate yourself. If you don't like doing it, it's your portfolio. Like that takes a lot of time. That was yeah. almost my my full time job when I was when I, when I didn't have a portfolio and trying to create one. Yeah, no, I would say that even creating a portfolio, I think creating a portfolio is overwhelming. Even just redoing it or adding stuff to it, just because yeah, yeah it, it's such a lengthy process. And you want to make sure that presentation is great all the information's there but not too overwhelming and yeah all the goods for each case study i spent at least 200 hours like from start to beginning like from scratch because you have to like talk to the customers maybe more you have to talk to the customer you have to create wireframes um ask their pain and by case study he uh, means like project so oh, yeah, once you yeah, complete yeah. a project, you put it on your portfolio and how you present it, we call it a case study. It's mm-hmm. the whole process start to finish. Yeah. So it is a lengthy, a lengthy 200 process. hours or more for one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Did I, did I, am I like saying, convincing people not to do this? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're just being honest. It is a lot of work. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people, like I think we said earlier, a lot of people 
know, like in the tech world, um, there's a lot of money to be made. And a lot of them sometimes go on, go into design with the thought of, hey, I want to go do this only because I can make so much money. And it's just, you can't just go in with that only intention, you know? Yeah. It is, like, it's a lot of work. It's not an easy job. Like, people go in, you can make money easily, but it's not that. I guess I would say is what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah. Not the hardest job, but it's not the easiest job. Yeah. I mean, I like, I feel like I work really hard for my paychecks. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know you do. You work on the weekend sometimes, which I don't do anymore. <laughs> it's it's like purely my own like lack of time management during the week. <laughs> That's so. fine. As long as you get your things done. Yeah. Um, and what advice would we give to people or to anyone considering going into this industry and our position? For me, it's I would th- say like really look into it. And really think if that's something you want to do long term. If you're going into it just with the thought of you collecting a paycheck, it's not going to be a fun or rewarding um, career for you. And also your communication skills need to be top tier. Yes, communication skills and just social skills too. Because you just want to... Like 50% is actual design work. And I would say the other 50% is just talking to people. Yeah. Um, talking to customers, talking to engineers, talking to whoever, um, product managers. And then another one is if you're a teen or career switchers, just download a lot of apps and just play around with it. And don't don't use it as like a consumer. Use it as like, oh, if I had to redesign this, like what would I do? Yeah, like when you use the apps, think of like... That's fun for you. Yeah. Um, And also think of like, I think a good way to think of that is like, if you get frustrated with an action you're taking on an app, think of, oh, how would I solve that problem? Exactly. Because, I mean, that's literally what you're doing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Cool. Sweet. So... I think that's all we have, so. Sweet. Well, that's a wrap on this first episode of Beyond the Paychecks. Uh, Before we head out, we just want to say thanks to all you guys for tuning in. You guys are the reason we do this podcast. Your curiosity and support keeps us going. If you enjoyed today's episode and want more stories from all sorts of industries, hit subscribe, leave a review, and spread the word about the show to your friends. The main takeaway here is that every career path is one of a kind, and we hope that these chats spark inspiration and give you cool insights into the diverse world of work. If you have any ideas or careers you want us to cover, hit us up on our social medias on Instagram, we're at Beyond the Paychecks, or through our website, and we'd love to hear from you. Till next time, stay curious, stay motivated, and keep exploring the awesome stories of everyday people.